Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe, and we both have stories for you today. Because this is our fifth and final episode in our Haunted College Tour. Yes, the College Palooza. If you will. (laughs) (laughs) But Robin, how's life before we get into that? Okay, it's good, and I told you this would not be a good life update. Okay. I'm just hungry. That's literally all I can think about. Oh. I'm just so hungry. Uh, do, do you want food? I might I might have food. <laughs> Thank you. I could just starve. Don't worry okay. about it. Um, but I would really like to make a big mac and cheese. I would like to eat fried mozzarella sticks. Mm-hmm. I could be persuaded to eat a fried chicken salad if really most of what I ate was a fried chicken. Okay. Anyway, I just... I just needed to put that in there and let everybody know that really I'm hungry and I can't think of a life update because I'm so hungry. Okay. Well, um, my life update is that I'm starving you currently. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, actually my life update is at the time of the release of this episode, which is so bizarre because right now it's August 7th. We're ahead. We're so ahead. But at the time of this episode release, which is August 31st, what first of all i'm gonna be 24 just realize that Uh uh-huh um second of all i really could have given it to you what in this last episode anyway whatever happy birthday thanks (laughs) (laughs) but i actually have just returned from new jersey you don't look sweaty from the trip at all i know right (laughs) i'm probably going to be very exhausted by the time this comes out Kari and I just drove up to New Jersey in our first long road trip together. Cute. It's, I think, six to nine hours. Oh, that's not bad. No, but previously we've only done like an hour, an hour and a half. And so um, we're going to drive up to Jersey. We're going to stay in a hotel and we're going to go to the 2021 LCS Championship. What does LCS stand for? I'm not 100% sure, <laughs> but I do know that it's the League of Legends World Championship. Cool. So I don't think USA is even getting in. <laughs> so it's probably going to be against like Japan and South Korea or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's going to be fun. We're going to be in New Jersey. He used to live there. Oh. Yes. Cool. In the very town that we're going to be staying in. Fun. So we already have the hotel booked up and we have the tickets and they're pretty good tickets and I'm excited. He's excited. He kind of feels bad because he thinks I'm going to be bored, but I don't think he understands how exactly excited I can get in a crowd that is excited. You know, like (laughs) if everybody around me is like, woohoo, I'm going to be like, woohoo. Like, you know, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm back from that. I hope it was great. And (laughs) Japan or South Korea probably won. Maybe the Philippines. Who knows? Well, congratulations to the winning team. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you got back safely. <laughs> <laughs> this will be terrifying if I there's like a shooting or something at the LCS and like I die in the shooting and you're going to be listening to this audio and just being like, Zoe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, let's tune in next episode to find out if that happened. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we're recording one more time before that, before we leave, right? Are we? Okay, well, okay, to the listener, it will feel like the next episode. So I'm speaking from the listener's point of view, telling them... But uh, the, the, next next time, episode. the next episode, we're recording the week oh, before I leave. Shoot. So it's... Okay, two weeks from now, you'll learn <laughs> if we got back alive or not. Yes. I'm because... not going to post anything to social media that would suggest no. that you're alive. <laughs> and you're going to continue posting the episodes to so everybody knows. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, I have a something spooky for you today. Yes. But actually, you're the one who did the research for it. Yes. By research, if you mean finding a single link, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the research. So... Zoe and I, we've mentioned this on our first episode, The Ghost of Mary the Wanderer, and we talked about how we came to accidentally spend the day together and decide that we're going to do a podcast. And one of the things we talked about was the elevator game. Yes, because we were talking about the hotel. Yes, yes, the hotel Cecil, because part of the, uh, in the context of talking about it at that point, one of the theories about the missing case of Elisa Lamb was that she was playing the elevator game Mm -hmm. and 
also was not taking her medication. Yes. Now, we're not saying anything happened because of the elevator game. Right. right. We're not saying, like, because it's about interdimensional travel, and we're definitely not saying that happened. We're saying it is a theory that she was playing it, and that's what ended up her in the elevator with that famous video. Right. We're So, but the elevator game is its own very separate thing. Yes. And so I thought it would be, because she explained it to me, and I, the elevator game that day, and I was so confused. So I February thought. February 27th. Oh, my. Wow. Time. I know, right? (laughs) Um, So I thought it would be uh, a little interesting exercise to see just what I could come up with, because I don't remember the elevator game. Uh And I figured I would just say what I think it is. Okay. So we can uh, correct me. Yes. Yeah. So you start off on the ground floor. Mm -hmm. You take a sip of your Diet Coke because you're thirsty. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) you get on it. And I'm actually going to try to remember a few things that it, it was in. You go to, like, the fifth floor. There was something about you go to the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think of this. Okay. Let's say you go to fifth. You go to three. You go back to fifth. Something like that. Because I know there's, like, a movement of it. If the second time you go back to fifth, look out the elevator doors. And there is, like, if there is an old woman, let her into the elevator. Right? But don't look at her. But let her in. Zoe is hiding her face right now. So don't give anything away. Okay. You go up to the 10th floor. You get out. She's, she stays in. I want to say. You, you go, you go down the, you go down the hallway. Uh Uh-huh. To the staircase door. (laughs) And you, if you go through it, you're in a different world. Uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But if there's no staircase door, you go back in. And also rewind, because if you go to the fifth floor again, but the the second time, so you go fifth, third, fifth, okay? Uh And you go, and there's no woman. You just go back to the lobby uh-huh. where your friend is waiting for you. But wait, the, the woman, and you're not supposed to talk to the woman. You're not supposed to look at the woman. And is there more than just one woman? Don't tell me yet. There's not more than just one woman. It's just one woman. Okay. Maybe she gets out at the 10th floor, too. There's the 5th floor and the 10th floor. Those are the main floors. And then, you know, I was thinking maybe there's a way I could make this funny and be like, and then you go to Burger King and get a Whopper. Uh, but no, no. Now I really want to know. Yeah, okay, you get off of the 10th floor, you go to a room, you're in a different world. But there has to be, there's a friend in the lobby there, and that has to be like your tether to the real world. So maybe the way to get back to the real world, because the idea is to go see that there's another world, get back into the real world, is to go back to the 5th floor, and maybe if there's no woman in the elevator, call the elevator again, if there's no woman in there, you just go back to the 5th floor, then go back to the 1st floor, and then you're done. Okay, that's what I think happened, and I don't actually know what I said. So what okay. happened? <laughs> what, what's the elevator game, and what's your source for the elevator game? Okay, so I am currently on uh, scarymommy.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this isn't the same source that I read it to you before. I couldn't find the same exact one. But the idea is that there's one player, but you have a friend in the lobby. I got that right. Yes, you have a friend in the lobby who does not look at the elevator because if they look at the elevator, it will ruin everything. So they stay in the lobby, but it's supposed to like be a kind of safety net kind of thing because they can always something like about looking at the elevator and going up and using it and it'll bring you back down essentially. Okay. So, and then you have to be in a 10 story building at least. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you were correct. So far, I'm thinking that I'm on the ball. Yes. Mm. Okay. No. Okay. So you enter the elevator alone. Okay. Do not get out at any of the floors. Oh, I, I, mm-hmm. If there are any outsider, if any outsiders get on the elevator, like people who aren't ghosts, get on the elevator, you have to restart. So you have to be alone the whole time. Okay. So it's best to do this at like... 2 or 3 a.m. at a building that not really... I would not do this at 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't do this, period, because the, the the nagging suspicion that I might be in another dimension would really mess with me. There's a pretty clear key that you are in another dimension, so we'll get to that, though. So, you go from the first floor 
up to the fourth floor. Doors open, doors shut. Go Wait, to the first second to fifth? floor. First to fourth. Shoot. Open, close. Go down to the second floor. Doors open, doors close. I got Go it similar. Go up to the just... sixth floor. Doors open, doors close. Go down to the second floor. Oh doors open, doors close. Go to the tenth floor. Doors ha! open, door close. Return to the fifth floor. Which... Return to the fifth floor? You were never at the fifth floor. They just mean return, like, go back down. Like, go down, sorry. To the fifth floor. Yeah, from the tenth. I got the general thought. Yes. So when you reach the fifth floor, that's where you'll encounter a young woman, not an old woman. You are instructed not to look at or interact with Ah. her. Well, I did say invite her into the elevator. (laughs) She may or may not try talking to you. Asking for help or antagonizing you, but you cannot look at her. You cannot speak to her. You go to the button for the first floor. And you're, you've stayed in the elevator this whole time. Yes, you okay. do not leave the elevator. Okay. So then once the lady gets on the elevator, she could get on the elevator. She might not. She might ignore you, whatever, on the fifth floor. You then push the button for the first floor. Two things might happen. If the elevator descends down to the first floor, exit immediately and do not go back or speak. You have left the game. If the elevator starts to go up, you're being allowed into the other world. When you reach the 10th floor, things might look slightly different. No one else will be there. The power might be out. Electronic devices may not work. Players claim to look out the windows and only see a burning red cross in the distance. Oh, so that's the tell that you're in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you choose to exit the elevator, you should ignore the woman's attempts to question or stop you. So just ignore her. Okay. So wait, you're exiting not in the lobby. In the 10th floor. So if you push Hmm. one and it goes up to the 10th, you're in the other world. If you push one and you go down to the lobby, that means you've been rejected and you have to walk out and not look behind you. Because if you look behind you, bad things happen. What are the bad things? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So what happens if you talk to the woman in the elevator game? There's a lot of lore surrounding this part of the game. Some say the woman will appear to you as someone you know. Mm -hmm. Some people say that it's just a normal woman. They say that the consequences is that the woman will follow you home and haunt you for the rest of your life. I mean, if you are... If you look at her or interact with her. Mm -hmm. That's not worth it. (laughs) So, if you want to return from the other world, so you go up to the 10th floor, you see the burning red cross in the distance, and electronics don't work quite right, things are just slightly different, but you want to come back home, just push the button for the first floor, or go, oh, I'm sorry, if you never left the elevator after going to the 10th floor, you can just hit the first floor and return home. You have to c- keep pushing the button until you go down to the first floor. And again, you leave without looking back. But if you get off the elevator and explore, there's some f- rules to follow to return to your home world. You must use the same elevator you used to arrive. So you can't go to another random elevator. You must follow... Steps two through seven, finishing on the fifth floor. So go to four, two, six, two, ten, five. Then when you reach the fifth floor, press the button to return to the first floor. The elevator will attempt to return you to the tenth floor instead. Begin pressing the other floor numbers to stop the elevator before you reach to the tenth floor. Proceed to the first floor again. Upon reaching the first floor, check your surroundings. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not get off the elevator. Repeat step two, which is the two, four, two, six, two, ten, five, until things look back to normal. Once you're confident that you've returned to the real world, exit the elevator. So some people say that you should not fall asleep in this other world as well. This is off the top of my head. It's not here. If you fall asleep in the other world, you'll wake up in your own bed, but you won't be in your own reality. And you can't get back. And you can't get back. Exactly. The, oh, they have some tips. Okay. <laughs> when messing with a paranormal, your phones and electronic devices may not work, so make sure someone knows where you are. That's the friend in the lobby. You may become disoriented or forget which elevator you arrived in. Try to stay focused. It's the only way out. 
If you pass out or faint, you might wake up at home, but make sure you're really at home. It could be the spirit world in disguise. Again, say nothing to the strange woman you see. Don't even look at her. Okay. So that is the elevator game. Um, thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you for incorrectly <laughs> guessing it. I don't believe that would get anybody to interdimensional travel, but I also I wouldn't do it. Partially because it'd be like a real inconvenience for anybody who needed to use the elevator. True, true. Yeah. I would probably sob the whole time, but I would try to do it. You would sob. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I think I've told you this before, but anything that, like, is haunted or creepy or something, I usually end up crying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just my eyes start to tear up. I don't know if it's, like, I'm scared, you know? Mm-hmm. But that even happened while I was reading the instructions. I'm pretty sure if I tried to actually do it, I'd be like, and fifth floor? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yes. Well, Robin, we have some stories to get to. We have some stories. You first, right? Yes. Okay. Hey, guys, we have a content warning for you before we get into the meat of this episode. Uh, Like a lot of our previous college tour episodes, this one has mentions of suicide and suicide playing, sometimes a major factor in some of these stories. So uh, if you want to switch episodes, feel free to do so. Yes. All right, so the first story today is about Flagler College. Mm-hmm. So this was also a recommendation by our friends over at Tea and Terror Podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, I actually found this on the list at the end of July. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll use this. And then they recommended it on Twitter. And I was like texting Robin. And I was like, hey, I'm going to do this one. And Robin's like, oh, that's recommended by them. And I was like... Was it? (laughs) So, yes, great minds think alike. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So, Flagler College, while it is a college that is haunted, most of the hauntings come from before it was a college. Well, most of the ghosts, the hauntings continue to today. Oh, as long as it's currently haunted, that's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the college, Flagler College, was founded in 1968 and is in St. Augustine, Florida. I love St. Augustine. I don't know if I've been. Oh, I think you would like it. Okay. And there's a, a whole other thing that I need to do a episode about in there. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> when the college was founded in 1968, one of the buildings on campus was the recently closed... Ponce de Leon Hotel. I tried to Google what Ponce de Leon meant. I know Leon meant lion, dar, but Ponce <laughs> is apparently pumice stone. Pumice stone. I, I feel like that can't be right. The pumice stone of the lion. Yeah, I'm thinking it must mean like the. It must be like something that doesn't directly translate. Like Ponce may mean pumice stone, but Ponce de Leon might be like the nail of the tiger the tooth of the lion not tiger huh yeah i kind of i i googled i promise you i googled um i i found some information wow i hate you (laughs) i even tried it in spanish because i knew it was in florida but no it's french uh ponce de leon is apparently either oh we really need to know i'm gonna like sound stupid and we might sound stupid He's either an explorer or a person who, like, a mythologized explorer or something, who found the Fountain of Youth in St. Augustine. Oh. Yes, so. St. Augustine, Florida? Yes. The Fountain of Youth was found, I'm sorry, what? No, it didn't exist. Well, yeah. But they, apparently there's a tale that it does exist, and it's in St. Augustine, Florida, in Ponce de Leon who may or may not have existed, possibly he did. I I need to do a little bit of digging about that. Uh, Found it. That sounds like a good episode. Even, it's a folklore story. Yes. Yes, Okay. Well, we're going to table that for later. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the Ponce de Leon... He existed. He existed. Sorry. Juan Ponce de Leon, (laughs) the first governor of Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so the hotel was built in 1888, by Henry Flagler, which you may recognize the term Flagler because Flagler College. So they basically, his hotel died. He was already dead. 
and was he I'm already sorry, dead? I'm sorry. Just the, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. But, it's not funny. Just the way you were saying it. But basically, he sold the hotel to the person who became the like founding president, and the founding president was like, mm, "Let's name the college after you," because he was an oil tycoon, um. and. So there was one phrase I found in his history where he said he started building the building of another hotel down the block, and then he left the work to the Rockefellers. Oh. So, like, okay. just the, the huh, he was too important, so he left the work to the Rockefellers to do. <laughs> it just made it sound like they were trying to be, like, he was more important than the Rockefellers. But I'm like, everybody knows the name Rockefeller. They don't all know the name Flagler. I did not know the name Flagler until a few days ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, No offense. But yeah. No offense. Well, he wasn't the best person, so oh. we can offend him. Okay. <laughs> so, You're less important than the Rockefeller. <laughs> but anyway. No, I don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm taking it back. Okay. Okay. Anyway, in the, his Wikipedia article, which is where I always start. They named him his full name, Harry Morrison Flagler. And I read like it was Harry on one line and then the next line was Morrison Flagler. And so I went to look for his name and in my notes he's Morrison Flagler. And then I was reading something else. I'm like, wait, why are they calling him Henry? And then I went back and I was like, oh, so I tried to change all of them, but in this line, nope. I forgot that one. So what's his middle? Just to, yeah. Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Henry, he had plans to build the hotel for a while for his wife, who was sick. I think she had consumption, aka tuberculosis, and he wanted to go to Florida for the fresh air, so that she could get better. But she died before they could even start the construction, and he kind of like lost it for two years. Mm. But then he kind of, I think a few friends visited him, and he gathered his wits together. And he decided to start the building, despite the fact that she was already dead. So, he set to work again, and he built it as a luxury hotel. It did have electricity. There was one funny story where the guests, because electricity was so new, they were afraid to turn the lights on by themselves. So people, like, lived in the hotel rooms without power. And so he had to hire a team of staff that would turn on the light switches for his <laughs> guests. Like, imagine being... <laughs> Excuse me, butler. <laughs> can can you please turn the lights on? Yes, mom. Right away. <laughs> like, nice, I don't know. Nice voice work. Thank you. Thank oh. you. <laughs> but he built it, but it closed after the war that happened what, what war? during 1960 something so i'm guessing world war Two. no 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 vietnam war i don't know uh somebody said the website said that after war people stopped coming because the money issues my guess is it would either be the korean war or the vietnam war one of those yeah probably yeah sure um yes. <laughs> well and it also hit a lot of issues during the great depression too so, well, it actually probably was World War II because it hit the Great Depression. That took a hit. And then after World War II, it also had a hit. And then it started coming back a little bit, but it wasn't enough to keep the doors open. Oh, so yeah, that makes yeah. sense. When they decided finally to close the building, they sold it to the people who named it the Flagler College. The Flagler College are the saints, the Flagler sta- saints, and their colors are crimson and gold. Those are good colors. Those are Lannister colors, actually. Um, I believe those are also the colors of the other USC. Oh, yeah. Them. <laughs> you know, I almost accidentally applied to their university just because I just was like, USC application. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I wonder if you would have gone if you had gotten in. No. Okay. <laughs> so, the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Before I start, do you know what spiritualism is? So I know that in the Victorian era, certain people, including Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, were involved in it. I know it involves seances, mm-hmm. fairies, etc. But I don't have an in-depth knowledge about it. That's basically what it is. Like, okay, cool. I mean, spiritualism. It was the way I like to describe it. It was people who identify as Christians because 
everybody identified as a Christian, but they didn't want to. They wanted to believe in (laughs) ghosts and spirits and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they created spiritualism, which is like Christian ghostism. Okay. So so they still believed in like the one true God and like other Christian things, mm-hmm. but they also believed in ghosts and spiritualism and all of that. So it was like a branch of Christianity. It's a branch of Christianity. It not officially yeah, recognized. I, I, okay. Spe- spiritualism is written with a lowercase s. Okay. If that tells you something. It does. It it tells me something. So I I hope that tells everybody listening something as well. But anyway, (laughs) so Henry Flagler was a spiritualist. Mm -hmm. He believed in ghosts and spirits. And so when he was dying, he fell down the stairs of his West Palm Beach home. And he knew he was dying. He knew he probably wouldn't make it. He ordered that all the doors and windows be kept open in every single building he had ever built or lived in due to his fear of being trapped inside one of them when he died. Oh. So, unfortunately, one janitor at the Ponce de Leon Hotel closed all the doors and windows during his funeral, which is off-site, although his body was put on public display in the lobby before the funeral. So, like, after he died, they, I guess, did the stuff to him. In the hotel. He did not die in the hotel. He died at his house at West Palm Beach. But they did the... They embalmed him Mm -hmm. and then displayed him at the hotel lobby. Okay, okay. And then they were carrying his body from the hotel lobby to the funeral when the janitor closed all the doors and windows. So people say that his spirit was trapped in the Ponce de Leon. There's another more mystical story that as they were carrying his body out, there was a major gust of wind that shut all the doors and windows by itself. They say that he wished to remain in the Ponce de Leon, and he had told them to close all the other property doors because he wanted to be at the Ponce de Leon, not at any of the other ones. And so he shut everything, and then his soul stayed behind, and the janitor in this story was cleaning, and they found a thumbnail-sized picture of Henry Flagler in the mosaic tile where it wasn't there before. So they think that was his spirit. There was another story. As the janitor shut the doors, there was a burst of wind as his spirit tried to escape. But he was stuck. And that's when he got the tile. So there's a lot of variations. The Mm. most likely one is probably they were at the funeral and the janitor closed all the doors. Probably. Probably. But the other ones are fun. (laughs) They are fun. I love sudden gusts of winds and then pictures appearing in mosaics (laughs) exactly and that was probably always there just from yeah he was you don't see ghosts dropping photos yeah you know robert downey jr yes i do i'm sorry tony stark (laughs) tony stark's father is um gives me very much henry flagler vibes so he was kind of a um, promiscuous man he seemed ego egotistic yeah, you're yeah. egotistical. Yeah, okay. <laughs> egotistical. So it would not shock me at all if he had been like, you know what? Put my picture in all the mosaics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a it's like a Stanley attribute thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. You just, it's your work. And you know what? It kind of makes, yeah, put your yeah. picture in there. You, you, you made the building. Well, he paid for the building. Other people designed it well, and put oh, it together. Oh. But he oh. paid for it, and it's his. <laughs> sure. Okay. So um, some say that his ghost is trapped in the building, and people see him wandering campus. Because this building is not only dorms, but it's also classrooms. Wait, the hotel is? Mm-hmm. Isn't it that gorgeous big building? Mm-hmm. I totally thought that was an active hotel. It's in the center mm-hmm. of St. Augustine. I don't get how it's not. Well, there is one just down the street that looks almost exactly like it that is also built, like, by him. Okay. And it was made for the overflow of guests because the Flagler Hotel, or the Ponce de Leon, was so booming that they made a second one that was almost exactly like it. Oh. And so that one, I believe, is still a hotel, but I didn't do much research into it. Gotcha. So, there is one story of 
a skeptical student who wasn't exactly the most polite. Oh. So his his name is Mark. <laughs> okay. Okay. His name is Mark. His name is Mark. And one day he found the photo the in the mosaic and joked that he would polish the tile every day and invite Henry to his room for a visit just to prove that ghosts don't exist. It's a lot of work to prove ghosts don't exist. Mm-hmm. So he did so mm-hmm. several times over the course of two weeks. Right. Well, there you go. Ghost Henry, you got somebody just cleaning your floors for free. Uh, yeah. Yep. So Mark was in his room after a week or so of doing this, and he heard a knock at the door. I think the phrasing was weird. It said they f- he felt someone in the door. And I'm in like, the door? I'm like, <laughs> in the and, wood grain. And things that come later, I'm like, okay, he heard a knock at the door or something, <laughs> you know? But he said, come on in, thinking it was a friend. And the door opened and closed. And this whole time, Mark has not looked at the door. But then it was silent. So he turned around and was like, yo, what's happening? Right? There was nothing there. Okay. So for some reason, at that moment, he's like, Henry Flagler? (laughs) (laughs) And then he felt, quote, an overpowering unseen presence surround him letting letting him know that he was not alone and he did not appreciate mark's disrespectful attitude end quote yes the entity then opened the door shut it and was gone some say that Mark then walked out of his room and never returned to Flagler <laughs> College again. Your things, Mark. Yeah. I'm honestly if that happened to me, I might be like, mm, burn them. I don't need them anymore, you know? Oh, cuz you don't know what it's like attached to. Exactly. Oh man, I I love that. Well, I think the thing that I like the most is that okay, he's a, a, a bit of a jerk mm-hmm. just because he's like polishing the floors and being like come to my room you don't exist which is a, again a lot of effort and every time he would do it he had an audience of people he would like be laughing at and laughing with and things like that okay but the thing is the first moment that like okay somebody knocks on door you think somebody opens close it and like you look over there and nobody's there i feel like a person who really didn't believe in ghosts would totally just think Oh, did they just not come in? Did they just open? Did they get the wrong room? Mm-hmm. What? But no, his first thing was oh, Marty Flagler. <laughs> no, Henry Flagler. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, his first thing was that. I love that. Though, to be fair, he could have felt the presence, you know, been like, oh, he's here, you know? But even so. Maybe. Even so. Okay. That is a good one. <laughs> I like that one. Little. Oh star yes yeah okay so flagler's second wife ida how do you ida oh yeah ida ida alice flagler who happened to be his first wife's nurse uh how soon after did they get married uh i don't actually see that but i do know he was married to her before the completion of the the ponce de leon okay Mm mm-hmm So she had a reputation for being insane. I phrase it like that very specifically and you'll see why. She was sent away to sanatoriums several times and people believe this was because she would catch Flagler cheating on her and she, quote, went crazy several times. Oh, like the whole, they would, anytime a woman had thoughts, they would be like, oh, you're hysteric. You you have hysterics. Mm Mm-hmm. So, basically, Flagler wouldn't allow her at the Ponce de Leon because he had several mistresses that he would meet there. And Ida would burst in at the Ponce de Leon. And I'll get into it more, but he'll have to basically, like, hide his mistresses. Like Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. And so, she went crazy on him after finding out that he was cheating on her. Mm. Then, Flagler had a psychiatrist friend of his diagnose her with bipolar disorder and make her legally insane. All of this is sounding super shady. Then, Flagler divorced her 
because there was a Florida law allowing you to break your marriage due to the insanity of one partner. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure he didn't want... Because if she had divorced him, she would have gotten a lot of his money because he was Even cheating then. on her. Oh. Okay. So he was the one who broke the marriage. But if he could have her legally declared insane and then divorce her, she gets nothing, essentially. But he did keep her in a sanitarium. Like, he paid for her staying in the sanitarium until she died when she was 82. Oh, and then the second they divorced, he started courting one of his longtime mistresses to marry. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did get married because I didn't see anything saying that. But Ida died at 82 in one of the sanitariums. I think that was just old age and also uh, sanitariums weren't exactly, like, I'm surprised she survived until 82, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But there is one source that I said, saw that said she was playing with a Ouija board and something happened and then she died. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of just another, uh, they wanted to add something else spooky to it. Give it some pizzazz. Exactly. Just add a little bit of spice. (laughs) So. Oh, God. (laughs) But her ghost is seen on campus because people think that this is where her life kind of fell apart, you know? So this is where she goes back to. It's kind of interesting because that was a place she was forbidden from, too. Yeah. So she will be seen in front of a large painting of Flagler staring at the painting and, quote, damning him. (laughs) And I'm just like, I want to see her face, (laughs) you know? So, she is also seen in the woman's wing walking around. And then, one specific story. There was one female student who looked extremely like Ida. She even had the same disposition as Ida without the psychoanalysis stuff. Psychosis. There we go. Without the psychosis stuff. So, she was... When Ida was not freaking out about her husband cheating on her um she was supposedly a very happy-go-lucky kind of person so this young woman who entered the school she was very much like ida before you know her life was ruined so ida apparently became drawn to this girl as a ghost because this is way after she's died and when that girl started attending the school ida became way more frequently seen And she was seen searching up and down the halls until she found this one girl's room. And the girl would wake up in the middle of the night and see Ida staring at her. Every time she came back into the room, Ida would be there in the doorway. After switching rooms, the girl still saw Ida every day. Anywhere she was in in the Flagler College, Ponce de Leon Hotel, she would see Ida everywhere. And the story ends with her transferring colleges to another local college. Oh, wow. Yeah. This was... I couldn't find any, like, records of this or anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So that was fun. So that's Ida. So the third ghost, major ghost, is one of Flagler's mistresses who does not get a name. Mm. Let's call her Daisy. Okay. She was an actress and she died on the property. So, Ida barged into the hotel when the mistress was with, or Daisy was with Flagler. And so, he would have to hide her whenever Ida showed up. And then there was, like, one time where she showed up and he didn't really have enough time. So, he shoved her into uh, one of the rooms on the fourth floor. And this room was completely covered in mirrors. Because the room was a psychomantium. Do you know what a psychomantium is? No. Me neither. So I googled (laughs) it. It is a small enclosed area designed by those who study parapsychology or follow spiritualism. Typically, the area has a comfortable chair, dim lighting, and a mirror that doesn't reflect anything except darkness. The idea- I mean, how do you get a mirror that doesn't reflect anything except darkness? Well, like, it doesn't reflect you. You, you angle the mirror so you're not in it. You Because it's a dimly re- lit room. Okay. So it just reflects one of the, like, dark corners. Okay, so it's not a special mirror. Mm-mm. No, okay. no, 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 no. Also, that's my least favorite idea. <laughs> I would never want to do that. But the idea is to look into the mirror to communicate with spirits similar to scrying, you mm-hmm. know? 
and it was actually developed by a man named Raymond Moody and his intention was you would use it to resolve grief. So basically you would be able to go into this room and literally reflect upon your feelings and emotions and it would help you talk through your grief if you were the kind of person who doesn't like talking to somebody because you'd be looking for the spirits and his idea was nobody would show up you know but then the spiritualist saw this and somebody who was a spiritualist tried it and she's like oh my god i saw my dead husband you know and so <laughs> I'm sorry that voice you <laughs> and so like it became a spiritualist thing okay but so yes she was locked in a room that was supposed to be like that but instead of being one mirror the entire room was covered in mirrors she had an experience in that haunted mirror room that she refused to tell anyone about and she kind of like went a little crazy and then that night she went back to that room and then hung herself from the chandelier oh yeah The mirror room is now used for storing equipment because when it was repurposed for housing, students wouldn't last more than a month in the room before requesting to transfer out. The students, when living there, they would hear screams in the middle of the night and their beds would shake uncontrollably. She's seen walking up and down the halls late at night and the lights on the fourth floor are said to turn off and on at random. People can hear footsteps, but when they look out into the hall, there's no one there and she's sometimes known as the woman in black because she always wore black okay yes so there's two more major ghosts or Mm. seen ghosts there's a little boy not with any information really but you can see him walking through the halls some people say that he was a hotel guest or his family was and he died due to some illness Other people say that he was actually a relative of a college student and the student was given the task of watch him, you know, and then the student didn't. And so the boy fell off a balcony. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's not many stories about him. Just he was there, you know, and then there's a woman in blue, just like your last episode story. Yes. Yes. She was supposedly the mistress of someone staying in the hotel. He was supposed to leave his wife and marry her because she was pregnant, but he refused to follow through with the plan. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just hear that a lot. (laughs) And then she ran up the stairs crying. Then she tripped on her own dress and fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Yes. So when people see this woman, they feel overwhelming sadness. Mm -hmm. So she's like projecting her emotions onto them. So, yes, that is Flagler College. Mm-hmm. So, Robin, would you like to tell us your Florida story? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the the story behind this one, Zoe, thank you for sharing. Yeah. To the story behind this is that I googled Florida College Haunted, which is a very appropriate thing to Google for this episode because if you haven't noticed, we try to make it like one state per time. Yes. And so I found... When under that Google search, it said a Gainesville haunting, Bernal University, Pierce Auditorium in Gainesville. And I was like, Gainesville, Florida. Guess what? Even the emblem for, like, the news site I was on had an alligator on it. I was like, we're good. We're so good. <laughs> and then I think I tried to Google how to pronounce Bernal. And then I saw, some, saw something about Georgia. And then I was like, what? And then I looked, and it's actually in Gainesville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I texted Zoe, and I was like, no, it's in the wrong place. And then she was like, Robin, you can, you can still do it. <laughs> yes. So in <laughs> a ghost of a student named Agnes supposedly haunts Pierce Auditorium in Bernal University in Gainesville, not Florida. Not Florida. <laughs> Which is what we're calling Georgia from now on. <laughs> For some context, Bernal opened in 1878 and Pierce Auditorium opened soon after in 1897. Now, Bernal began to admit, it, it started out as a women's college. Okay. It began to admit men in the 1960s, but I believe the Gainesville campus primarily educates women and it is known as the women's college. Okay. Yes. Also, if I am wrong, feel free to at me um, at Haunted Hosts or at Haunted Hospitality. Just letting you know on socials. Okay. 
putting it in there, (laughs) mid-episode. So there are a slew of legends surrounding Agnes. Here's a lot of her origin stories. I'll tell them to you right now. Maybe she was pregnant? Mm. One common one is that she had a crush on her music teacher, but learned that he was married and then hanged herself. Okay. Um, Another iteration of that is that he kissed her, (gasps) but then he married someone else. (sighs) And then she hanged herself. Oh. Yes. In the story, by the way, there's no proof that she hanged herself, let alone existed. existed. I'll get into this later, but these are, I'm, I'm looking at this as stories people have over decades come up with about her. Right. Okay. Yes. There's other stories as well. So one, here's where they think that she, in the pregnancy and heartbreak stories, here's where they think that she hanged herself, either in her bedroom or in the Pierce Auditorium, and in both cases, it's in the 1920s, probably the year 1926. One case got very, what's the word, specific. Okay. Yes. And a lot of them say it was underneath the diving pool, like hanging from the diving pool, diving board of okay. the pool. Sorry. In, I'm like, how do you go underneath a pool? <laughs> I know. The diving board of the pool in Pearson's basement, which may or may not exist so the thing is on building plans there's no mention of a pool but students will tell you that you know if you've been to the basement in the pierce auditorium there is a large the thing that looks like an empty pool okay and then it smells of chlorine down there so illegal pool (laughs) an illegal pool (laughs) that apparently did not make it to the building plans i don't know like that there was a weird amount of back and forth about that I kind of think, just with how many people say, what is this if not a pool? Right. I I kind of am leaning towards the pool side of things. One other somewhat less popular theory is that she was a member of a secret society. Oh. And then was murdered by members of another secret society. (laughs) Okay. While Bernau did, or does, I'm not quite sure of the state of them, have secret societies... They weren't supposedly around at the time of her death, but I did see one article that pointed out that secret societies are, in a word, secret, (laughs) and may have not actually shown up on official records. Yeah, that would have made sense. To be honest, I kind of like that Uh theory. Yeah. I mean, don't murder people, but secret societies always interest me. And it almost gives her, like, more power if she's murdered than if she just hung herself because... She wanted to marry someone, you know? Yeah. 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 It's a very interesting case, is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Now, how does she manifest herself? Because you have to notice that something's being haunted in order to make a story about it. Well, some say that she's a blue light. What's up with all these blue ghosts? <laughs> I'm here for it. She's a blue light that, when you continue looking, becomes a woman in a white dress. Ooh. Yes. I love a good woman in a white dress whenever we're talking about it on this show. Like, Mary the Wanderer, you mm-hmm. had one this episode? Last episode? No. Yes, you yes, did. Yes, in you did. last episode. I just Salem. love when they show up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to wear a white dress and scare you. So, I mean, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, two people who came from, to the Pierce Auditorium with the Southeastern Institute of Paranormal Research saw a wet, dark-haired woman in a white dress, who they obviously believe is Agnes. And in the 90s, 1990s, they had an investigation of the ghost and brought along reporters from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And when they started to try to talk to Agnes and see if she would respond, they heard someone say, What? (laughs) Like, just, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? Like, you called my name. She didn't say you called my name, but she was like, what? And one of the reporters fell down. Because they all heard it. It wasn't just something that they caught on a recording. Hold on. Did the reporter fall down? They were sitting down. Uh Uh-huh. And then they fell down. Like, they... They but, fell down. But but were they pushed by the ghost or were they just no, like, oh. No, they were just, it, it, it was the, oh. Okay, okay. We're, we're moving our arms wildly like we're falling off kilter out of surprise. Yes. For the people who can't see us, which is all but two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at another time, they recorded the sound of crying. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so there's that no record. in the back sobbing. <laughs> Who in the back? Just some, some one of the team just sobbing because she doesn't <laughs> oh, want to do that job you anymore. Think, like, they, <laughs> they just recorded a random person. Yeah. Oh, okay. They did record an EVP where the ghost referred to herself as Rose. 
Okay. Instead of Agnes. Her origin is very interesting, in my opinion. I don't know. I texted you last night. It was like, I really like this ghost. <laughs> one student was researching Agnes a lot one night and told a friend about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming she must have researched the part about the swimming pool as well. And soon after, she and the friend were walking through a doorway. And when they opened the door, they smelled chlorine. Yes. They wanted to see if somebody else who hadn't been thinking about Agnes would smell it. So they went and got somebody. And when they came back, the smell wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. She, and by she, I mean Agnes and or Rose, but for th- I'm calling her Agnes. Okay. She will commandeer spotlights before play is about to begin. <laughs> she will also hide your underwear. Oh, that's helpful. Like, I don't think while it's on your body. Right. But sh- she'll hide it. Okay. In general. <laughs> She went on a panty raid. She went on a panty raid. <laughs> She's basically said to be very mischievous. A lot like Madeline. Madeline, the ghost of the King's Tavern. That who doesn't exist. Also doesn't have records <laughs> coming back <laughs> to her. And there was one incident, and I thought this was very interesting. I'm going to have a brief aside. She, she turned over a jar of pennies so that the pennies, when they spilled, were all heads up. Oh. Yes. And my aside is just about how creepy it is when, like, things are all heads up and coin tosses and stuff. Because I was watching the show, and I think, I think, I can't remember for sure. And I tried to Google The Wilds coin toss, but I couldn't find anything. But I'm pretty sure it was The Wilds, which is a show on Amazon Prime. It has one season out. I highly recommend it. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but there was a scene when they were all tossing a coin over and over because mm. uh, I think they were trying to make a decision and then they realized it just kept coming up heads kept coming up heads and then finally it flipped it and the girl who was doing it said it came up tells and she seemed very relieved but I also saw that she kind of grabbed it and hit it and that never came up again in the season oh but I was like boy you have me thinking <laughs> that this is an alternate reality I, and wait, it, it got me to my core. I think I had goosebumps. When you said that girl, she had it tails. I was like, and then she immediately died, right? No, no. No, it's just, it, it was, I thought it was put in there. Spoilers. Okay. It's not an alternate reality. Okay. But I thought it was put in there as one of those things, like, that you probably don't notice. Right. But they bring up later and you're like oh she lied about it but mm-hmm. i thought i was being smart and catching that she <laughs> lied but truthfully maybe it was just a thing that i got an unintended uh, opinion from gotcha yeah okay but man i was hoping it would go that route oh so freaky reminds me of the elevator game <laughs> okay there are a couple accounts of her haunting places other than the pierce auditorium though i'm letting you know right now i don't necessarily think these are her Okay. Yes. So one person talked to Nancy Roberts, who is the author of Georgia Ghosts, and she said that her grandmother, she was a student at Bernal, and she said that her grandmother had actually gone to school with Agnes at Bernal. Mm-hmm. And the grandmother's version of events, according to the current student, or the then current student, <laughs> <laughs> coincides with the music teacher story. Okay. That, like, music teacher wittingly or unwittingly broke her heart and the interviewee also went to Bernal and lived in the rooms where Agnes supposedly killed herself because mm. there's another theory that like she just killed herself in her dorm room mm-hmm. and she said she saw Agnes hanging from the ceiling light hmm yeah this just doesn't fit in with a lot of things plus the fact that Agnes is really common in the Pierce auditorium right I don't necessarily see her moving from place to place around campus too much okay that's just my personal opinion okay now here's another haunting that people tie to agnes because she is the available known ghost but again i don't think this one was agnes a few students staying in east hall which is a dorm Mm -hmm. said that agnes was haunting their room and one even asked if she could switch to another room. She was so freaked out. She said she felt watched when she was there. And once her boyfriend was on a Skype call and he saw a shadow in the room, something that looked like it could have been a spirit mm. rather than natural. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so she she got, I don't know if she ended up, I don't know if she got her wish granted, but <laughs> you, you hope she did if she wanted to. Well, I mean, 
one instant where somebody might have seen something. Oh, no, 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 no. She and her roommate saw other things, too. It didn't oh, okay. go into it, but it okay. said they all, like, documented it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now, people believed for a while, and some still do, that it was Agnes Galloway. Mm-hmm. She was a student at Bernal who died young from tuberculosis. She died in 1929, and it was a couple years after she left the university. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't go along with the theory of... Hanging. Hanging, and it also doesn't really match with, okay, well, she wasn't even here, you know? Right. So that's why people don't think it was her. I don't know. I think anything is possible. possible. And I also think stories... If the other way I'm operating is that all these stories were made up, I definitely think you could take something real and change it completely so it has a different story right yeah or maybe that's where it started yes and that's what i mean of, thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah that's what i mean thank you for verbalizing that better than i did <laughs> um apparently it's okay i live in your brain probably do uh apparently tales of agnes were being told as early as 1931 but i also saw something when it said they started in the 1960s Okay. Not sure which. And when did that Agnes person die? Of 1929. Okay. Okay. Agnes Galloway. Galloway. The Agnes of the story supposedly died in 1926. Okay. There's a lot of numbers floating around. <laughs> now, Kathy Amos. She used to work at Bernal University and is a fierce Agnes advocate. She said that she thinks the ghost's original name wasn't Agnes at all. She brought up how it called itself Rose. Mm -hmm. And she also said that students began to call her that because it was the name of a ghost from a play that was going on Mm. in the auditorium. And that they just began using that name for the ghost that was there. Like, that would so make like, sense. We're playing a ghost. Oh, there's a ghost here. Let's just call it Agnes. Or yeah. Well, I mean, if, imagine you and a bunch of your friends are doing a play and it's about a ghost named Agnes and then spooky crap starts happening and they're like, oh, maybe it's Agnes, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of got the thought that spooky stuff was already happening. Gotcha. And then okay. they just transferred the name. I mean, I don't know. Then again, um, we did name my dorm ghost after a One Direction song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever Agnes was, she is an enduring presence at Bernal. Students use Ouija boards to try to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Always a good idea. Great idea. Awesome idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do it now. A student named Annie Lerner wrote a play about Agnes that was performed in the auditorium, and it was called The Legend of Agnes. Okay. And... Some of the women at Bernal made t-shirts that say, Agnes is my homegirl. Okay. Yeah. So I think by including some of the scarier versions of it where she's like hanging from the ceiling or just like watching you in your dorm room or anything, I don't necessarily think those are her. So I just want everybody to know that everybody likes this spirit. Okay. They really, really do. From everything I gathered, she is a huge part of the atmosphere and the camaraderie at Bernal, both, I think, her presence Mm -hmm. and the stories they make up about her. I asked you, Zoe, if this could be the final way, that the the final story for our uh, haunted college tour, because I, okay, a lot of college is about going to a new place and it's about enduring change with a group of new people. It's about forming a friendship and a bond with them and reading about everybody's experiences with Agnes. It is all about people who find such interest in learning about her, wanting to understand her. A lot of the stories have to do with understanding her along with other friends that you are meeting, finding yourself, finding yourself in others. And I just love that. She is <laughs> such a core part of it. I think she is really emblematic of the best kind of college haunting. Mm-hmm. And I want to end with a quote I found from a article for the Bernal Window written by Candace Dyer. It is called The Ghostess with the Mostess. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, she said, if Agnes does not exist, we probably would have invented her. Oh. I love that. Yeah. So thank you, Agnes, and thank you all for listening to our haunted college tour, Palooza. I can't believe it's over. I can't believe it's We've over We've literally been planning this since before we started recording. This is probably episode. one of the first things we started planning. Yeah. 
So it has oh, been a pleasure. It's happened. Yeah. Oh. Guys, if any of you go to these universities and you happen to listen to this, just please let us know. Please let us know. Even if you didn't experience anything, just like, I don't know. Yeah. I would love to hear from you. Exactly. Like, if you're like, oh my God, I went to Flagler or I'm going to Flagler. Like that. If we be- terrified you before you move into your dorm. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> but but. Th- uh, this has been a lovely experience. Thanks, guys, for sharing it with us. And let us know if you want us to do it again next year. Yeah. 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 And if you do, please send us your spooky submissions. Yes. Email us. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, review, and tell a friendo because word of mouth is, and reviews, they're good too, are the best ways to get news out about your podcast that you like. Yes. And if you have your own spooky stories that you'd like to share, any stories, whether it be true crime or paranormal. College or not college. College or not college. (laughs) um, Please send it to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to see our sources and our blog that Robin still has an idea for, um, please go to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. Yes, and you can find us on the Twitter sphere at Haunted Hosts. If you are on the, this is not how I usually say it. If you if you want to find us in other platforms, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We would love to see you there. Stay, stay in, in school, school and, and stay, stay spooky. spooky.